Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show Monday. Hello. Did you have a glorious uh, weekend? Did you have a nice Father's Day? I had a wonderful Father's Day. Had a chance to, uh, I grilled some dead cow yesterday. And uh, the reason I was able to do that is because I had a uh, three-bone prime rib roast in the freezer that I bought for half price, that big yellow sticker on it at Walmart about five, six months ago. So I thawed that out yesterday. I know you're all your steak aficionados. And by the way, I'm a, I'm a gourmand myself. Uh, made a wonderful steak yesterday. Wonderful steak. A little Caesar salad on the side. Had some uh, roasted cauliflower and all that. And, uh, and just kind of chilled and hung out with the fam. Uh, hope you had a good uh, weekend. Oh, and I also had a chance to watch some uh, documentary goodness. I've been watching a lot of documentaries over my vacation. I, uh, a lot of people read. I don't have the attention span to read. Like, sit down and read fiction and stuff like that. I just never have been into it. But I did get a chance to watch the uh, Michael Jordan uh, Bulls, uh, 1990s Bulls uh, thing on Netflix. It was really good. Then I saw the uh, I saw the uh, uh, John Wayne Gacy, I know, kind of weird, uh, documentary. That was kind of interesting, not as interesting. But last night and this weekend, completely enamored by HBO Plus and their, uh, their documentary series about Elvis Presley called The Searcher. And I'm going to tell you, uh, as someone who is a card-carrying ca- Elvis fanatic since I was a little kid, discovered him much later. I'd only heard about Elvis like two years before he died, and I was in elementary school. Uh, but uh, it was it was fascinating. It was really cool, and it made me realize that all of the people out there who don't think Elvis Presley was that talented, or Elvis Presley stole from you know black people or you know white people or whatever, uh, no, 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 no. You need to watch this because it's uh, it's remarkable if you get a chance to see the ungodly talent. And some would venture to say even possibly divine talent uh, that came from Elvis Aaron Presley. So uh, really, really good on HBO Max. Max is what it is. So there you go. Oh, I did have a chance to fill up the uh, car with gas this weekend. That was fun. And I got a lot of play on all my social media. On, and I posted the video of me doing the play-by-play with me filling gas. And I, may, I may play some of it here very shortly, but I just decided to start the gas pump. It. And listen, we've got it fairly easy where I am. It was only four sixty-nine a gallon. Did you hear what I just said? It was only four sixty-nine a gallon. And I ended up filling for uh, mid-80s. Now, when Donald Trump was the president, I remember... Because I remember things like this. I may forget your name after I meet you, you know, just because, you know, that's the way it is. You meet a lot of people, don't take it personally. 
Um, but uh, but I, I remember things for a long time, and I remember filling on my car about thirty four dollars uh, for the entire fill up on my on my uh, vehicle, my two thousand nine. It's a, it's a Lexus RX three fifty. It's technically a Toyota, but uh, but I filled it up thirty four dollars, and it was over eighty bucks yesterday. Over eighty bucks yesterday. What is the Grand Home plan to increase oil? And I kept thinking about why why are gas prices like this? Production in America. <laughs> Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. The rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment. Now, this is the ultimate uh, example of why academics and a lifetime bureaucrat should not be in charge of anything. Because these idiots decided uh, that uh, fossil fuel bad because I think maybe they saw a, uh, you know, a documentary about penguins or something and then they, they heard Al Gore and, and the, uh, the, what was the series of documentaries that he did about the planet that made him a billionaire and was, he was able to fly in private jets everywhere and live in multiple mansions everywhere even though you know that sort of behavior is destroying the planet. Made him into a, a billionaire. And all of that, and and some people have fallen for this uh, this fall or all in this nonsense without realizing that outside of the microcosm of their little apartment in D.C. that's seven hundred square feet that you pay twenty five hundred dollars for and you drive your Prius or your plug in Prius, uh, they don't realize that the uh, tabbouleh and the hummus at the Whole Foods down the street came from a big truck that runs on diesel fuel, which is a fossil fuel ooh gas shriek. And the only way to get your tabbouleh and your hummus to your Whole Foods is by a big diesel truck. And frequently, because of the di- di- big diesel truck, a lot of times it'll arrive on uh, on boat from overseas and then go to a train, which is a big diesel train, and then get on a big diesel truck and go. So, and then also, let's not forget the farmers who drive these tractors, and there are no electric tractors and there are no electric planters and there are no electric combines none of that nonsense all of it is run on fossil fuels and there's no alternative at all at all but they've ushered in this this idiocy which has caused the price of fossil fuel to go through the ceiling as planned and I think even some, even even Barack Obama, who I, I think that Barack Obama is still quite pleased about it. And in fact, he's probably rubbing his hands together going, this is going better than I ever dreamed. But it's killing everything. And that was the goal of the Green New Deal. It's killing the American economy. While the rest of the world continues to chug along like China continues to open new coal plants everywhere. And by the way, this just in from Germany. Germany is so desperate right now with regard to blackouts, with regard to reliance on some fossil fuel from, from uh, Russia, uh, that they are reopening coal-fired plants because they're screwed. They're absolutely screwed. So there you go. Oh, and, and, and you have the day off today. This is something else I want to comment about. On this date, in, oh, well, I said, yeah, yesterday's date in 1865, the day slaves in Texas learned of the Emancipation Proclamation from 1862, Juneteenth was recognized as a federal holiday since 2021, and I think it's awesome. I think of all the holidays that we could have. We don't need Labor Day. Why do we need a day off for Labor Day? Labor Day? You know, I don't know. There, there are some days you're kind of like, eh, who cares, really? I mean, honestly, this is a big day. This, I believe, on it, and I'm not, I'm not being facetious, this is a day that we should take off or not me personally i'm white i shouldn't you know, i should have to work but whatever anyway but this is <laughs> but this is a day that that is kind of a big deal so i think it's great but i did kind of find it interesting yesterday when i was out shopping i was at a wally world at walmart getting some groceries looking at the prices going holy crap and and i saw some uh, juneteenth stuff i went to kohl's yesterday 
And I, I like Kohl's. Kohl's is cool because it's cheap, and, and you just get these, these discounts out of nowhere. You're like, wait, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. You're telling me that I get 30% off today because I have Kohl's cash in my account? Is that it? Okay, every time you go to Kohl's, you're going to find money you didn't even know was there. You're going to be saving so much money, you just want to buy more stuff. It's almost like they planned it that way. So anyway, I'm walking around, and I, and I see the, there's the, there's the uh, what, Pride Month uh, rack there, and it you know, asks me about my uh, pronouns. There's a T-shirt in the man's department there. It uh, asks me about my pronouns, and I'm like, ah, I'm cool. I've always been a he and him. It's no big deal. And then over here, they got the Juneteenth stuff. They got some Juneteenth stuff. And, and then yesterday I was at the grocery store and I see a person of color walking around the store wearing a shirt that says Juneteenth on it, right? So, you know, my immediate response, I guess, as a, you know, ignorant white person is to maybe say, hey, happy June thir- Juneteenth to this person. But because of the, the woke crowd in this country has worked so hard to divide us and get us back to 1863 or 1968, I didn't know if I should say anything. Should I say uh, happy Juneteenth to somebody, or will that be pandering or be possibly uh, considered a racist? Because I don't want to be a white Karen from suburbia, you know, doing stuff like getting rid of Aunt Jemima, nothing like that. But I didn't know whether I should say happy Juneteenth. And then I also question, because I'm at Kohl's, and I'm like, how many more years are they going to have Juneteenth stuff here before they just say happy holidays? Sooner or later, somebody's going to be offended by it, right? Somebody's going to be offended by it. Not everybody celebrates Juneteenth. Well, everybody should in the United States. But, uh, you know, when are they going to change that to happy holidays? I don't know. Just a lot of things that I had a chance to. <laughs> this is the danger of uh, of a couple days off for, for me. And then this is really funny. And this, is, and this oddly enough, uh, come from somebody who is of color. But everybody in the world uh, who is uh, uh, of color, well, a good share of them are going, wow, this is really pandering. Uh, In New Orleans, they decided to uh, unveil a new art piece in celebration of of Juneteenth. And what did they do? What did they do in uh, in New Orleans? Well, they 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 created a giant Afro hair pick with the clenched black power fist on top of it. So that's what they did. 28-foot-tall hair pick weighing 7,000 pounds entitled All Power to All People was created by artist Hank Willis Thomas. Uh, New Orleans Mayor Latoya Cantrell, a Democrat, touted the hair pick statue as breathtaking on Twitter. This thing cost $7 million. Unbelievable. As Juneteenth approaches, we celebrate with an unveiling in Lafayette Square. The culture is very fitting for this time and place as we celebrate the freedoms. Who is it? Uh, uh, what's his name in uh, Jimmy Fallon's band? Questlove. Questlove wears a hair pick in his hair because he's got an afro. And that was a really big deal in the 70s when I was a little kid. You know, uh, and that's great. You wear a pick because you, your hair needs to be picked. My hair doesn't. I don't have, I've got wavy hair. I don't have curly hair. But I remember the 80s, uh, white kids would wear these big purple combs in their back pocket with a handle sticking out. I guess we were trying to follow suit, I guess. But anyway, uh, this sculpture is very fitting for the first time in place. We recognize the celebrate the freedoms that we have gained. We know that it doesn't come with struggles, fights, and protests for 200-plus years. So $7.2 million for a giant uh, hair pick with the black uh, power fist on top of it. Uh, Jason Whitlock, who also had a podcast called Fearless, said, Imagine being mayor of a major city, spending money on a monument that depicts the accomplishment of black people and deciding on a hair pick. Uh, they would recall a white mayor for demeaning us. Instead, uh, we shout, yes, queen, and pretend nothing is wrong. 
some other people, uh, author uh, Daryl uh, Harrison, because we all know how important it is for was for my ancestors to keep their afros tight during those struggles, fights, and protests. There you go. Uh, the Hodge twins quoted me and said, you can't fix stupid. Former congressional uh, candidate Barrington Martin II said, embarrassing, and this is sick. And singer Vinnie James, these Democrats posed in front of a giant Afro pick. An Afro pick? This is how they celebrate the freedoms black people have gained? I'm in hell, right? No, you're just in woke hell. You're just in this uh, this time in our history where so so many, so many, options. my computer just freaked out. It should motivate uh, us my, to accelerate the transition. Hold on. Stop. We're working through an energy hold transition. On. Hold on. My computer's being weird and starting and restarting like it has been none to do. But this is this is a holiday that I do believe is very, very important that falls in under the endangered species list because white liberal Karens are going to are going to take this and run with it and say, hey, hey, I've got this for you. I've got this. Uh, I'll go ahead and get rid of Aunt Jemima to make you happy. I'll get rid of whatever, whatever. And and I will officially pay for a giant hair pick with a black fist, uh, black power symbol on top of it. And then all the other people, you know, people of color look at it and go, oh, really, this is this. This is how you do it. This is kind of insulting. This is, in fact, this is really, really, really insulting. So, uh, that said, if, if you decide that you want to, at the beginning of your phone call today, say, say happy Juneteenth, I'm perfectly cool with it. I'll even give it back to you. Uh, you just go ahead and say it, <clears throat> because I do, and I do believe it is a big day. So, great. On to other things. Joe Biden fell off a bike this weekend. Usually not such a big deal, but when you are a prime uh, in the advertising demo for the medical alert beeper, uh, you know, it's kind of a concern. We'll get into that. We'll get into uh, inflation, the price of fuel and all that. More tone deafness from the Democrat Party and your phone calls. 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. Apparently, okay. And so, I know the president once said that he was going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table? No, we are going to continue uh, to move forward with our uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate change uh, and, and so proposal. In other words, if you think that the uh, Biden administration is going to do anything for your struggles when you fill up the uh, tank, whether that be a tractor trailer, and by the way, it's starting to get real with regard to uh, truckers on the East Coast literally running out of gas, running out of diesel. Things are going to get very, very ugly. Now, Joe Biden, they're they're talking about maybe uh, Defense uh, Production Act, uh, possibly doing uh, a de facto takeover of oil companies. You know, to uh, to seize the means of production, which uh, Hugo Chavez did in uh, uh, in uh, where is it? Uh, not Ale- um, Venezuela, Venezuela, oil producing company, and completely hobbled it. Now, this is Maxine Waters in 2008 talking to a, an oil company executive and and uh, accidentally saying the uh, quiet part out loud. Guarantees are you going to give this liberal about how that will reduce the cost of uh, of uh, gasoline at the pump? 
if we let you drill where you say you want to drill. This is almost 15 years ago. I can guarantee to the American people, because of the inaction of the United States Congress, yeah. ever increasing prices unless the demand comes down, and the $5 will look like a very low price in the years to come if we are prohibited. Ah, $5. Remember $5, those good days when it was just $5. From finding new reserves, new opportunities to increase supplies. And guess what this liberal would be all about? This liberal will be all about socializing. Uh, no, what, 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 did, what did you just say? What did you just say? And guess what this liberal would be all about? This liberal will be all about socializing. Uh, um, would be about yes. um, basically yes. taking over ah. and the government running all of your companies. Wow. Would that just make everything suck even more? I'm thinking, uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Let's go to uh, Ken in Woodbury, Maryland. Hello there, Ken. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, what's up, bud? I was listening to a uh, like a head like economics person or whatever. He's saying the main reason we're having a problem with all the fuel and everything, we had a major fire at a refinery in Pennsylvania somewhere. Okay. And he said since that refinery shut down, that's what's really causing everything we're in the Mid-Atlantic. He's like well, he's saying that, that refinery is a key, integral part of us yeah. getting gasoline. Well, I don't doubt that that could be part of it, um, but uh, that would go against what Joe Biden has told you, which is this is Putin's price hike, Ken. What are you talking about, man? This oh, is all – there ain't no Putin's fire. There ain't no fire. Well, oh, you're coming up with this fire crap. Putin's, I forgot. It was Putin's fault. We're out of tampons. We're out of Come on. formula. <laughs> We're out of gas. Uh, and what is really up upsetting me the most is when I keep hearing everybody who's working hard like me eight days a week, I keep hearing things are going to get a lot worse. Yeah, Ken, I don't, and I, I hate to do it. What do you do for a living, by the way, bud? I'm a self-employed. I deliver car parts. You deliver car parts. So yeah. what is this uh, What is this gas price increase doing to you, Ken, in your business? Uh, 100 hours more a week than I'm used to spending. Yeah, yeah, and how much does that to cut into your budget? $400 a month for gas. What does that do to your personal finances? What does that do to your groceries? What does that do to your air conditioning? Friend told me the other day he went to Walmart and they didn't have no peanut butter. Oh yeah, dude! I went to P- I went to Walmart yesterday. Ken <clears throat> could uh-huh. not get Jif or Skippy in the super junk. The only thing they had was those kind of esoteric fart- artsy fartsy organic peanut butters. There, the natural peanut butters, which they uh, couldn't pay me or you to eat. They couldn't pay or me or you to eat because it tastes so terrible. Ken, I bought it. I bought a jar of this peanut butter. This uh-huh. Skippy Skippy natural. Oh, God, uh-huh. does it suck. You know, normally uh-huh. when I get the Jif, the Jif Super Chunk, first person to open the jar gets that first glorious tablespoon of peanut butter. No bread, no nothing, just in your mouth. I tried that yesterday. with this. It, was, it tasted like an oily mess. Oh, wait till they come out with Beyond Peanut Butter. <laughs> Beyond Peanut Butter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think they actually, they have also, for the transgendered in the audience, they have uh, Beyond Penis. It's brand new. It's a meat substitute they're making in the Midwest somewhere. I'm not exactly sure about it. So, uh, anyway, Ken, uh, as far as this uh, oil refinery fire, I, I believe I heard about that like last year. But as far as blaming what's going on on the East Coast for that, I'm not sure we can go there. I just think you have to look at the, the government is just crushing, doing its level best to crush fossil but see, fuels. But you, you remember after the last 
oil embargo where they swore to us they'd start build more refineries and cr- increase production. Do you remember that? Yeah, and they never did. We haven't had a new refinery uh, started in this country in a decade. And I swear to God, if we can survive until November and beyond, then by God in heaven, we're going to have to turn this crap around. It's going to get really big and really ugly. And, uh, I, you know, it, so I, I, I appreciate your phone call today, and I wish you the very best because I, well, I have a feeling. My ex-brother-in-law is selling his tractor trailer now because of the price of fuel. He's selling his tractor trailer? Was he an independent owner and operator? Yep. Jeez. He said that's it. What's he going to do? Is he going to drive for it? Well, that's what the people in Congress are not understanding. If the rest of the country can't get sued, that means they can't get sued either. Is he going to drive for a for a company? Nope, that's it. He's retiring. He said he had enough. All right, bro. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. All seriousness. God bless you, man, and uh, and hang in there because we will survive this. But it's going to get big and it's going to get ugly before the uh, November election. Uh, the number here, 800-922-6680. Victor, you hold on. You'll be up next. Uh, more from uh, the fuel front and Biden falls off his bike. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. By Tanix set sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, so I'm getting gas. The last time I filled up uh, my gas tank in this same car. That's me. This 2009 Lexus. My total fill up with about the same amount of gas in the uh, vehicle was $34. 34 bucks. Um... Let's see how far it goes. Right now, we're halfway there. Oh, look, $34 for seven and a half gallons. Yeah, flew right past it. Just right, boom, right past it. Ready? How far are we going to go in the old Lexus? All right. And the computer froze up. So what happened was that the uh, the uh, the Lexus ended up getting filled for um, $84. $84 yesterday to fill the old uh, 2009 Lexus, the one that has the... Uh, the bumper hanging by a, a piece of um, a piece of uh, what a tie wrap a tie wrap. So that's my car. That's my situation. And I'm a nationally syndicated radio host. Not a rich nationally syndicated radio host, but a nationally syndicated radio host nonetheless. There are certainly people who are uh, not uh, you know maybe not in Congress where you make you know in in the the Senate 100 and, almost 180 grand plus you know book deals and a sundry uh you know backhanded deals maybe money that's been laundered through Ukraine <clears throat> certainly they don't feel the uh, the impact that you and I do but uh, I do believe that Dale in Baltimore Dale in Baltimore would like to talk about it Dale welcome to the Rob Carson show what's on your mind sir Well I drive an Uber and I uh, my I got a 2020 Camry that I rent from Avis for $360 a week, wow. right? Because they won't take, won't allow you to use cars in there that are over like seven years old. So, okay. anyway, so it's costing me about $90 yeah. a week, uh, $90 a day to fill what? the car up to make $110 and to take the $90 out of $110 because they send you on stretch runs because, uh, you know, so you burn up all your gas in one day. So you you had to rent a car, which costs more, because you have to drive a newer car, which you don't have. So you rent a car so you can drive Uber, and you spend $90 a day on gas, uh, and your fares are $110. Yeah. 
Yep. And that's on a good day. <laughs> and and how, so how long are you going to be driving Uber? Not much longer because uh, they were giving us uh, like 50, 50 cents, uh, you know, per customer. Yeah. And, then they, and then they took that back. So, Damn. you know, they're not offering us anything at all. What kind of car do you? Uh, what car do you rent? What kind of car do you rent for that? Okay, the car I'm renting is a 2020 uh, Toyota Camry. Oh, it's a Camry. Okay, okay. Yep. A yep. 2020 Camry is not the hybrid. Um, no. Well, if you can do the hybrid, you can get about about 52 miles a gallon. Um, okay, but, but unfortunately, but, but you know, you also. How long have you been doing Uber, by the way? I've been doing it about five months. When I first started doing oh, it, buddy. I was making. About uh, fifteen hundred dollars a week. Dear Lord, really? Yeah, yeah. Because the gas was like what you know two something, and then uh, it went all, it's all the way up to. Uh, the other day I got gas. Uh, it was uh, up in uh, Bethesda. It cost me uh, five twenty three a gallon. Five twenty three. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, um, what what did you do before Uber? Uh, I drive. I, I drive. Actually, I still drive a tractor trailer. In the okay. mornings, and then I do the Uber at night. And, well, you uh, you you got two professions two professions that are getting crushed by Joe Biden's economy oh, yeah, and yeah, his war yeah. on fossil fuels. Unbelievable. Both, both ways, both ways. All uh, right, it's terrible. All right, bro. Well, hang in there. I, I, you know, like I said, I'd like to offer you some hope, but ain't no hope going to be coming until November, if yeah, it comes yeah. at all. If it comes at all. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to uh, let's go see. We got Victor. Victor's been on hold. Victor, hey. uh, welcome, welcome to the show, man. What's up? Hey, happy uh, Juneteenth Day. Yes, Juneteenth being celebrated today, even though the the nineteenth of June was yesterday. Couple of things. Number yes. one, the Karens out there that really pushed for this holiday. Yeah. At first, I was against it, and then I thought a little bit. I said, you know what? We can do some education by telling the blacks that it was the Republicans that got them free. And we can pound this every June 19th. Hey, the Republicans set you free. Well, Victor. uh, Galveston, Texas. Victor, I I do appreciate your thoughts on it. I don't know if you're the way you put it exactly, the most sensitive way to put it. Just tell the blacks. I'm not sure if you want to come out of the gate with that. Uh. (laughs) Well, I guess Barbara's going to call me and uh, chastise chastise my my mother. No, no, no. No, but this is this is a this this is something that. I mean, there's no debate. It is a, a gigantic historical moment and should be celebrated with a holiday. 100%. 100%. Uh, but it's also an opportunity to make people realize. And I think, by the way, just because, I don't know, a uh, hundred and some years of bad policy is already showing people of color in this country that the Democrats have no desire to make their lives better. That's that's the most important thing, Victor. That's what I was trying to get out. That's okay. I didn't say it in, in um, yeah, the so-called okay. correct way. It, rather indelicately, Victor. Rather, rather indelicately, and I, I know I know who you are, Victor, and uh, and and I, and I know you're golden and all that. But uh, yeah, just work. You might want to try a little bit, you know. But but it is. It's an important day. It's an important. Day. Second thing is uh, yeah. you were talking about gas prices. Yeah. And I found a song in my collection that people have given me over the years. Yes. And there's a song out by NRBQ. It was on a 45. It's called Get That Gasoline. And they get were singing gasoline. about how gas was running out and the guy couldn't get 
gas for his hot rod. And then oh, yeah. he told his girlfriend he couldn't see her because he had no fuel. And they're singing, get that gasoline. I got you. Uh, baby, okay. your restrooms sure are clean. And they were saying, 95 cents a gallon. Oh, my God. That'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for the phone call. I got a better song, actually. I've got a better song, I think, with regard to uh, gas prices right here. How high is gas prices, Mama? She said five bucks a gallon and rising. Oh, they're going higher. How high is gas prices, Papa? He said six bucks a gallon and rising. Dwight Biden's riding the bike. Joe Biden, he don't have our back. We can't drill and we can't frack. The economy is under attack. Six bucks a gallon and rising. How high oil prices, mama? She said 125 and rising. <laughs> yeah. How high is oil prices, papa? He said 135 and rising. All the drilling Biden's killed. Better back we will not build. His own pockets, Joe is filled. Seven bucks a gallon and rising. How high's inflation, mama? She said eight percent and rising. How high's inflation, papa? He said nine percent and rising. Food prices going up every day. Double what you used to pay. Wish Joe Biden would go away. Ten percent and You wish. Uh, this headline for the Babylon Bee over the weekend, not to be taken seriously, but very funny. Doctors say Biden recovering from bike crash just fine. Just has a few scrapes, a few scrapes and Alzheimer's. <laughs> uh, doctors report that President Biden recovering well from his bike crash, showing a few minor scrapes and advanced Alzheimer's. It could have been worse, said Dr. John Rosen, Biden's emergency physician. His brain is a bowl of pudding, but his legs just have mild abrasions. So we expect him to be right back to his usual self in no time. Uh, President Biden was taken for an evaluation to Sacred Heart Hospital, where he reportedly tried to fight the x-ray machine. Quote, hey, what do you think you're doing looking at, bub? Uh, Biden could be heard shouting as technicians tried to calm him. The president was then escorted to a room in the emergency department where, according to staff, he ate an entire roll of IV, IV tubing before requesting an enema. Quote, the president will need to stay off his bike for a couple of days and also should have to his address tattooed on his arm so he doesn't get lost, according to Dr. Rosen. Ideally, Mr. Biden should be kept in a circular room where all doors are locked for his own safety. Keep him away from any source of open flame. Remove access to his bank accounts. Oh, and change the bandage on his knee tomorrow. Uh, at publishing time, AIDS had brought Biden back to Sacred Heart after he took a nasty spill while attempting to stand and wave. Here is a CNN's take on Joe Biden's fall this weekend on his bike. All right, it can happen to anyone, but when it happens to the U.S. president, well, it's a bigger deal. Or any 79-year-old man, for instance, uh, including you know, getting out of the bathtub. President Biden at his weekend getaway of Delaware, uh, taking a bit of a tumble while riding his bike in this. Our dear leader, look at him tumble. Ha ha, tumble, tumble, he does. And he does it well. Part happened just a short time ago. The video shows 
about how it happened with the president and the first lady, Jill Biden, on bikes approaching a crowd of people. And as the president disappears behind the crowd, well, you can... Oh, no, no, no. You just used the crowd scene where you couldn't see him. A lot of other people put online the actual video right in front of him as he tumbled. Here's several people gasp. Take a watch and listen. Yeah, generally when somebody that feeble falls, you, uh, you tend to gasp a little bit. A little bit more from CNN. just set up and said, ta-da! You're not setting a good green example for bike riding instead of taking a car. Okay, listen to the sycophantic media crowd there when uh, the 79-year-old infirmed man whose uh, mental capacity is very, very severely diminished and chances are his bones are about as brittle as balsa wood uh, steps up after falling down. Look at the dear leader. Oh that could have been terrible, but thankfully, as you see, he gets up and he's wearing a helmet. Uh, the, the crowd, of course. He wears a helmet now most of the time. Clapped when the 79-year-old president got back onto his feet and then appeared in pretty good spirits there, shaking it all off as he talked with people. Who they just brush it off like nothing ever happened. Uh, that, you know, I don't know, there's some things happen when you're 79 years old and you fall off a bike, you know, like broken hips, <clears throat> among other things. You know, but otherwise, there's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Oh, and by the way, his approval rating down to the lowest of his presidency, 32%. He is now officially tied with eczema. 57% disapproved, by the way. 50, 57% disapproval. Disapproval. Oh, and by the way, here's another thing that CNN didn't mention. Uh, 64% of Americans do not want Joe Biden to run for office again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then and on the heels of this, and I'll get into this in a moment, another poll came out for this weekend that, that's no longer around. It just kind of disappeared. Nearly 6 in 10 Americans think Trump should be charged with a crime for his role in the January 6th riot. Has committee prepares for two more hearings this week. So that was thrown at the end. I'll explain what nonsense that is in a second. Let's go ahead and take a break, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's the Rob Carson Show. So another uh, thing that happened this weekend we'll get to very shortly is that uh, a major female athletics association internationally says that if you're born a boy, you can't compete with girls. You know why? Uh, because you'll curb stomp the girls and girls will be uh, victimized once again and v- girls will be, women will be moved out of, uh, of professional sports. We've already seen this. Uh, it, it's a uh, replacement, right? It, we should call a woman a replacement. Remember they said that we, we all suffer from white replacement? You know, that's why the guy in Buffalo went into the grocery store and shot up a bunch of people because of white uh, replacement. Well, women are being replaced around the world. Uh, you've got uh, you've got uh, Rachel Levine, who was a dude until a few years ago, was a middle management kind of uh, uh, average employee, decides to become a, a woman uh, after having children, the whole deal. Suddenly, woman of the year, woman of the year. Same way goes with uh, 
with Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner was. Uh, I think we may still have the Wheaties box somewhere in the in my my you know childhood memorabilia. <clears throat> he went on to, uh, I guess, be part of a, a TV show, The Kardashians, somehow, and then then decides to become a girl and then is uh, Woman of the Year. Woman of the Year, according to ESPN. First year for being a woman, so it's kind of crazy how that happens. Well, a major uh, women's athletic organization says uh, not so fast with the uh, uh, born dude performing and uh, and um, and uh, winning as a female athlete, they've said, nope, that's not, uh, that's not in good, and it's, it's with a caveat. I'll, I'll share that very shortly on the show. So that happened this weekend. Uh, Disney's Lightyear came out, and if you've seen the trailer for it, you know that Tim Allen is no longer the voice of Buzz Lightyear, which makes you go, well, that, that sucks. Nobody said anything about it. Tim Allen didn't uh, decide not to do Lightyear anymore. They just decided because he kind of uh, supported Donald Trump to boot him from the project. And then this, uh, the actor who took over, who is known for his, uh, his work as Captain America, decided to come out and rip people uh, uh, about um, uh, for being conservative. And consequently, uh, Buzz Lightyear has been a gigantic flop at the box office. So we'll, uh, we'll share some of that uh, here very shortly. Here is uh, yesterday on MSNBC, uh, the, uh, the panel being directed by Chuck Todd talking about uh, Joe Biden not making appearances. When he does, he falls off a bike and, and, and comparing uh, the Biden administration to another administration of the past. The staff seems overly protective of yeah, there's no question. And that's part of the reason he's out front so little. He's done such a tiny number of recent interviews. And now, of course, in this AP interview... It's because his brain is a scrambled. The message that he's sending that people are highlighting is that he's recognizing that there's a lot of pain and suffering in this country. Giving people- and yes, he recognizes it because he freaking created it. A little Jimmy Carter flashback. Month. Whoa, 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 whoa. What did he just say there? What did he just say? ...in this country. Giving people a little Jimmy Carter flashback, you know, a, a word he never actually said. But malaise, uh, his infamous malaise speech. And that's something that senior White House staff are acutely aware of. And so many Americans got malaised this weekend, you have no idea. Let's go to uh, Ron in uh, Ridgely. He's got a story about a Tesla driver at a filling station. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Well, thank you, Ron. Hey, look, I was driving from Boston back to Maryland, and I stopped at a um, service center on the uh, Jersey Turnpike. Gas was five fifteen a gallon, okay. uh, and when I was done, I walked over to a charging station because I was curious about these Teslas. I says, uh, "What do you uh, pay by the kilowatt hour?" And the guy says, "Yeah, when I bought this thing, I was paying nineteen cents a kilowatt. Now it's forty four cents a kilowatt, and if I, yeah, it costs me the same thing it does to drive this thing now as what you're driving, pying gas." He says, "I wish I'd never bought it." Wow, Ron, Ron, that's going to be a major blow because most Democrats think that uh, Tesla's run on uh, a unicorn farts and fairy dust. You're saying that actually the kilowatt hours may come from a, a plant that burns fossil fuels that charges that car and the rise in the price of cost fossil fuels now is a net negative or a net uh, 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 zero sum gain for owning a Tesla. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I tell you, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Wow. Uh, uh, it, it's not what it appears to be. He said, you know what? It, it used to be worth the inconvenience, the wait. It takes me 45 minutes to charge it up. He, he said, it's not worth my time now. 
Unbelievable, Ron. Thanks for the phone call. So Ron has just said that because of the price of uh, filling up your car uh, has gone up, so has the price per kilowatt for the amount of energy. Here's here's what you yeah, I'm a science geek. Um, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So the same amount of energy is needed to push a Tesla as is needed for a regular car. And that energy has to come from somewhere. Batteries are not automatically charged. They are charged most frequently by uh, uh, fossil fuel burning power plants. So congratulations. Go out and buy that $60,000 $60, Tesla. Uh, it's, it provides no benefit whatsoever. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Don't you just love institutional ads for life insurance? Well, this isn't one of them. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Fabric Life Insurance. I know your time is valuable, but Fabric has incredible term life insurance policies that can be customized to your family, and you can be up and running in as little as 10 minutes. Fabric was built by parents for parents to make it easier to manage your family's finances. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply. See your quote and then personalize it to fit your family's needs. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality choices like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. I would insert a cup of coffee comparison here, but thanks to the White House, it's far more expensive than a dollar a day. Protect your family's future with Fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at Fabric.com slash Newsmax. That's Fabric.com slash Newsmax. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantis Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show on a uh, glorious Monday. Today a day off for many people because yesterday was Juneteenth. And uh, and today is, of course, the celebration of that because it was on a weekend. So uh, we wish you the very best of your celebration. We all celebrate June uh, June nineteenth. And uh, want to mention also that uh, back is uh, Greta Van Susteren tonight at six o'clock on Newsmax. She got a brand new show. It was the first week last week. I think it started on Tuesday, and uh, the numbers have been amazing for uh, Greta Van Susteren returning to Newsmax. So if you get a chance to, if you got the day off, you're chilling, uh, you know, check out her show. Or even if you got to work, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just uh, check out the show tonight, six o'clock on uh, on Newsmax. So uh, East Coast truckers are stalled out on the highway waiting for gas. Uh, diesel prices hit another low, uh, high, I should say, uh, five eight, uh, $5.81 a gallon nationally. This is diesel. Now, why, this, why is this a big deal? Well, because tractor trailers are how you get your groceries and everything you own. Unless you live really, really close to a train station. And even then, uh, stuff's got to get off the train, get onto a truck, and then the truck takes it to your store. I, I've already explained this last hour. If you don't understand that, then, you know, good luck with that Prius. Because you'll never get your Prius unless it arrives via train, then via truck. And those are both run by diesel. That said, 581 a gallon. And generally, and, and I haven't worked at a truck stop since I was in high school, but I know that the, the big diesel tanks on the uh, truck hold uh, at least 100 gallons of pop. And uh, so you're looking at... Uh, thousand dollars to fill up 1200 probably more truckers you know this better than i do that's uh earth shattering we heard last hour from uh 
Uh, uh, Dale said his friend is, is retiring from trucking altogether. And uh, who could blame him? And Dale also said he drives Uber. And uh, until about, uh, about a year and a half ago, he was making $1,500 a week driving Uber. And now he's at the point where he's, he's, it's, it's, uh, there's no money being made. So we've got to do something else. East Coast truckers being stranded on highways waiting for gas. The Highway Oasis gas stations, uh, they are uh, out of diesel, either out of diesel or very short on diesel. This is not going to end very well. And I had alluded to this a couple weeks ago. We heard the headline that it was going to get really bad and really ugly on the East Coast, kind of like it did when the Colonial Pipeline shut down. Remember that when it got hacked into? This is just a trial run for what's coming this summer. It is just a trial run for uh, what what is coming this summer. And Joe Biden is blaming uh, Putin, right? He's blaming Putin. Have you noticed one thing, just one thing about Joe Biden? Have you noticed one thing about the Biden administration? I mean, other than the falling and the forgetting and the bumbling and all of that stuff. But the one thing that really unifies his presidency is the fact that he refuses to accept any responsibility for everything. Absolutely nothing. Afghanistan withdrawal. Not his fault. Uh, the price of gas, that's Putin's fault. Well, wait, wait, wait a second. No, no, no. See, prices began to raise when he did all those executive orders and on the heels of all of the promises for the decades of getting rid of fossil fuel. Now all of that is coming true. Oh, no, 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 no. It actually started when Putin began to amass his troops on the border uh, just a month after Joe Biden uh, became the president. That, that's what it was. Really? Well, you didn't say anything about that until now. Well, you see, now uh, the Biden administration is in a, in a whole lot of heat and people finally starting to get it. Finally starting to get it. But Joe Biden is still saying it's all Putin's fault, right? He's still saying it's all Putin's fault. And then this came out this weekend. President Joe Biden has been under fire for inflation that has reached its highest point in 41 years, has squeezed the finances of millions of Americans. He has blamed Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine and the COVID pandemic for the surge in prices. And now has pointed to inflation being a global issue. Only one problem. We have the uh, the highest inflation in the world. Did you know that? We've essentially, we have the highest inflation in the world with the exception of the U.K., The U.K. has a four-decade high of 8.6%, which is about where we are. Nations like Germany, France, Japan, and Canada still behind the U.S. when it comes to prices. I have been saying this for, I don't know, a couple months now, a couple months now. If you notice the inflation in Japan, it's nowhere near this, about 1%, maybe a little bit more. So if you want to blame this all on the supply chain crisis, well, the other countries in the world have a supply chain crisis, and I would venture to say that some countries like Japan have a worse supply chain crisis because the lion's share of what they get, a lot of the goods they get have to be imported before they can manufacture them into something else or before they can export anything else. They, are, they, they import a lot of stuff because they're an island. They're an island, you see. Kind of like Hawaii that way. After more than two years of the COVID-19 pandemic, Biden has said the American people are really, really down. I don't know if you saw this uh, interview. He said they're really, really down. He emphasized that the need for mental health in America has skyrocketed because people have seen everything upset. Well, blame it on yourself, fool. 
because uh, Jimmy Carter did the same thing to the economy decades ago, and you are a carbon copy of him. You're making the same mistakes, and right now we're getting ready to move into hyperinflation. On top of everything else, we're getting ready to move into hyperinflation. Did you hear what's the, what sales have gone down over the weekend? Car sales are dropping. Car sales have, have, uh, have stood the test because there are no new cars out there because of supply chain crises, and used car prices have gone up 44%. And now, because of uh, inf- inflation impacting everything that you buy and everything that you do, who are you going to have to say screw buying a new car? Yeah. Biden maintained over the weekend he's optimistic about the country's future because of November, I guess, that when somebody will come in and take over this ungodly event that Democrats on the left wing have caused. Americans should, uh, should uh, feel it, too, even as the majority of voters say the country is on the wrong track. Because be confident, because I'm confident we're better positioned than any country in the world to own the second quarter of the 21st century. That's not hyperbole. That's a fact. Whenever he says that, it means he's lying. Let's go to uh, Shane in Melbourne, Australia, chiming in today. Hey, Shane, how you doing? Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Yeah, g'day, Rob. Um, I thought I'd ring you from the other side of the world just to say you're an inspiration, mate, and I love your program. And, um, you know, if we had more leaders like you, mate, we'd have no problems, I reckon. Hey, Shane, let me tell you, uh, Australia used to be a major inspiration for me, but unfortunately, you uh, uh, not people like you, but a lot of other people have put idiots in office. Well, look, I look at the social engineering of the foreign corporatisation of our system, and I've been, you know, I'm an older bloke, and I've seen the rot, and I've seen our country, which was incredible, Rob, with the resources that we had after the war, and they've just been all taken away, and now they've put us into generational debt, and they've flooded us with drugs and migrant, you know, migrants mainly from third world countries. We're being done over like you blokes, and. Um, you know, it's, you know, the main reason, Rob, you know, it's the children, mate. We've got to just fight for a better reason for the children. Uh, these mongrels, um, excuse my expressions, right. um, I've got this sort of Australian accent, you know, expression, but these mongrels, um, did you look at the Oxfam International report on the 17th of January 2022? I'm not sure if I did. Go ahead and refresh my memory, sir. Ten richest men double their fortunes in the pandemic, while incomes of 99% of humanity fall. The oh, yeah. billionaire minted every 28 hours as inequality contributes to the death of one person every four seconds. The world's 10 richest men more than doubled their fortunes from 700 billion to 1.5 trillion, that's American, at a rate of $15,000 per second, or $1.3 billion a day. During the first two years of the pandemic that has seen the incomes of 99% of humanity fall and over 160 million more people forced into poverty and we are feeling it here, we've got a lot of families in cars, you know it's it's just like, um, it's just amazing, we're slipping into a third world country and right before our eyes mate you know, I just I, I got the Oxfam um, report here, and I did see that uh, 573 people have joined the billionaire ranks since 2020. A lot of those happened uh, with regard to COVID, and I also mentioned I had a list of COVID billionaires that were created, and uh, a good share of them were Chinese. <laughs> you know, they were they were very Chinese. So it is well the top 
the top ten, uh, sorry, the top eight richest people um, through the pandemic were American, or they were uh, so. So they said they're American. I'd question that. I think there's a lot of people who say they're American and Australian, but they're not. They're um, multinational um, pirates who go from one country to the other, and um, you know, put their uh, puppet uh, representatives in for governance, and then. Um, just rape all the resources while filling us up with um, toxic drugs. We've got huge problems with these drugs coming you in. You sound exactly... Shane, right. Shane, you are talking about the United States, my friend. Yeah, everything that you're saying is exactly what we are going through here. You've, you've said it all. Illegal immigration, you've got the cost of fuel, you've got the, the COVID pandemic, you've got COVIDiacy with uh, your different uh, provincial leaders d- acting like dictators of some of the worst restrictions the world has ever seen. Uh, what's the price of gas there? What's a, what's a petrol, I should say? What's the a, what's a price of gas well, in, in Australia well, now? Well, right now it's going to be going up to about $4 a litre. So if any of you Yanks out there think you're getting done ba- badly... Uh, we um, export about 260 million litres of uh, petrol out of our country, or somebody does, I'm not sure who it does, yeah. and about, uh, about 60 million, over 60 million uh, litres of gas, and uh, we're in a, well over a trillion dollars debt, probably up to nearly tr- two trillion if you really looked at the figures. So we've yeah. been done over pretty much as much as you, you know, and um, yeah. Yeah. our forefathers didn't die in the trenches, mate, and fought in the wars for fo- other people's freedoms and did the hard yards for this crap for our children. Yeah, yeah. Shane, I have always admired the country of Australia until the latest iteration of leadership there. I've always felt kind of like a, a, a kinship with Australia and the Australian people because you guys were as independent. You guys were, you know, the, the strong sense of uh, self-determination that was seen in our country. And, and I just think it's a damn shame. Is there, is, are people fighting back against it, Shane? Look, I look at generational behaviour and I look at addictions and I look at it through a modern Pavlovian sense and the generational shift now, I think, cognitively, the vast majority of people are in la-la land or I'd say in a state of some sort of mass hypnosis. They're not confronting the issues. When you confront them, they look at it for a while, if they even a, a, can look at it, but then they move away and into their program subconsciously. And I've seen that with the addictions on how they were grooming kids through gaming machines on how they're programming um, even through the TV after the war. It's very effective, Rob, these technologies to give people not the true sense of their true cognitive abilities. Yeah. And then they distract us with all these other things and a lot of the you know, our yeah. foods and that making us a bit delusional, I reckon, Rob. So they've got us in the they've got us in the basket, but you know, mate, I'll just keep fighting for the children, I think. And yep. you know, yep. as I said before, mate, you're a great inspiration, Rob. Um, I just, you know, I don't know. I'd love to know. Your, you know, maybe one day you should do a thing on your diet and w- what made you become such an incredible brain and how you can express yourself so positively <laughs> and so in, in, intelligently. Um, you seem to have fallen through the net because, as I said, I, I study behaviour and I don't see many people in this country as, you know, got that expression and that incredible drive that, you know, you Yanks actually kicked over the Japs in that war and. Um, and helped us with the Germans in two world wars. Listen, Shane, Shane, I gotta, I gotta run. We're up a break. We are, we're up against a break. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, as far as what I've learned in my life, I've learned. Uh, you, you've heard of the school of hard knocks. Uh, I've been through it. <laughs> I've been through it. Let me just put it that way. That's one thing. But uh, I greatly appreciate it. You know what? Here's the deal. We're going to lead the world again into November. We're going to show the world that we can kick the left's ass and we can put them out of power permanently. That's what we're going to do. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, a little Rage Against the Machine as bumper music on this uh, on this Monday. And uh, over the weekend, I filled up my car. It was $84 versus uh, 34 when Donald Trump was the president. And, you know, yeah, you know, I always take the weekend to, uh, to reflect, uh, to get the honeydew list and all of that stuff. And it's interesting because I... Uh, I, I discovered a lot of things. You know, when I grew up in uh, in Iowa, uh, I grew up in a little town called Neola, Iowa, and it's a nice little middle class um, uh, town. And and in between towns, um, you'll you'll see little towns like Pisgah and Crescent and Loveland, and you'll see um, Missouri Valley and Logan and and uh, Honey Creek and all these little towns. And and I never really looked at them as poor communities, but a lot of them are. A lot of them are, and and a lot of people who live in those communities, they they have farms. The Fishers and the Rings and and uh, all the Nelsons, all of the folks around Neola, and and they they have farmed the land for uh, generations, generations, generations. And I think about those people. It, my 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 high school counselor, guidance counselor, he's in his eighties. Ron Elliott is a brilliant, wonderful, wonderful man. He he farmed full time while he was a guidance counselor at my school. I can't imagine what Ron and John are going through right now on their farm when they have to put five dollar diesel into. Their tractors, their planters, and their combines. It's going to stop everything. It's going to stop everything. When I was at the store this weekend, I, I, I uh, just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the price. I got a jar of this crappy peanut butter, by the way. It's uh, nothing against the Smucker's Corporation, but the Smucker's Natural was the only thing on the shelf because all of the GIF, all the good stuff was gone. So I got stuff, Smucker's Natural. Anytime your peanut butter has about a quarter of an inch of oil on top of it, it's going to suck. It's just not going to be very good peanut butter. Or it's going to be flavorless like this. But it was all, you know, sold out. And, and it, was, it was interesting to me to drive over my vacation. I, I feel like I was very blessed, even though we didn't expect to have to drive for four days for our eight-day vacation. But we did. We took back roads all the way down. We went through Mississippi, and we went through uh, uh, Arkansas, and we went through uh, Florida and uh, Missouri. And, and it was funny because I always thought, man, Mississippi, they're real poor down here. And then I saw houses, and I was like, no, this is just like Iowa, where I was. <laughs> And, and I think about the people who live in those, you know, I saw mobile homes down there and you, you drive by and you're like, there's no way a human being could live there. And then you realize, oh my God, they do live there. When you see this beat up old car pull up and they get out with their bags of groceries from Dollar General, which uh, don't go very far. And, and, and the irony of all ironies, people go into dollar stores. Now things don't cost a dollar there anymore. It really is, um, it's breathtaking the amount of suffering that's going on. And then Joe Biden goes to freaking Delaware this weekend, goes to Rehoboth, where I used to go on my little vacations. We had friends who had a condo there. Loved, loved it, loved it, loved it. The only thing that could make uh, Rehoboth suck would be Joe Biden. And he, he's on his little vacation, and he's riding a bike, setting a good example, pulls up. You know, there are people standing there with cameras and a little crowd there like, ooh, I think Joe Biden's going to stop when it had been planned ahead of time. And, of course, he's really old and infirm, couldn't get his foot out of the toe clip on his mountain bike. I don't know why he needs toe clips on a flat surface. Anybody who's done any mountain biking would know. You probably shouldn't give toe clips to a 90-year-old man. Well, at least intellectually. Kind of stupid. But the suffering is unbelievable. 
and I fear it's only going to get worse. And I also say in my heart that this man cannot remain president for another two and a half years. Something will have to be done about removing him from office. And that may be impeachment, and that may be the 25th Amendment. Ha, I said it. Jim in Lutherville, Maryland. Hello there, Jim. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, bud? Okay, I've been wrestling with this uh, hypothesis about uh, climate change, and it occurred to me that the major player in climate change, and it is happening, but it's not fossil fuels. It's the motion of the planets. Earth <laughs> travels in a near-circular orbit around the sun, yes. 92 million miles from the sun during the northern hemisphere winter, 94 million miles from the sun during the northern hemisphere summer. Yes. And that orbit changes yes. because of the effects of other uh, gravitational forces from the gas giants and everything else. And in a roughly 103,000-year cycle, the orbit changes to more oval. So, Jim, what you're trying to say here is that the man-humane global warming is nonsense, which I say. And I want to also mention there's this big yellow orb in the sky. It's called the sun. It is really amazing. It's super big and super powerful. I'm just speaking to Democrats now. Super big and super powerful. Um, and when uh, the ice caps shrink on the globe, the United States or, or, Amer or the world, it also happens the same on Mars. And when the, the, the poles get bigger and more icier, same thing happens on Mars because of the sun. Yeah, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Just a reminder, we made some changes in the podcast last week. It's the entire show now. It is the entire show. The Rob Carson Show is a podcast. It is available on all the uh, usual suspects. If you like Spotify, if you like iHeartMedia, if you like Apple uh, Podcasts, whatever, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts to listen to the podcast every day. And this way you can say, hey, man, listen to this. All right, so Shane, you in Australia, and thank you for calling, by the way. Shane, you in Australia, tell your other blokes uh, that this Rob Carson guy is on here and check out the Rob Carson show. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, we can offer some uh, guidance to your fellow blokes there in, uh, in Australia to get uh, Australia back on track. Because Australia's kind of suffered the same uh, ills that the United States has. You had mentioned a porous border, allowing illegals in, uh, woke, uh, woke policies, all of this nonsense. Of course, right now they're, uh, they're doing a one-sided, it's not even a trial. It's a kangaroo court. They're doing a one-sided presentation of uh, Donald Trump, despite being exonerated in a post-presidential impeachment, which never happens. Uh, the networks, the Democrat Party, are attempting to not have Donald Trump run for president in 2024 by saying he's responsible for the drummed-up uh, fake riot at the Capitol on uh, January the 6th of uh, 2021. The reason why I say that is because I have a lot of evidence uh, that, uh, and also the fact that the Capitol was able to open two hours later with uh, none of the damage reports that were supposedly uh, coming out of the Capitol. Uh, they, some people call it the worst, the worst uh, attack on Americans since, um, since uh, September the 11th, 2001. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't recall uh, hundreds of Congress uh, members and staffers jumping from the windows of the Capitol to their deaths. I don't think that ever happened. I could be wrong. All of these things point to something that I like to say is uh, you being played. 
Even the FBI said it wasn't an insurrection and there were no weapons. That said, they're going to try with this one-sided kangaroo court. They've tried very hard, <coughs> quite unsuccessfully, to drum up an audience and make it appear like Donald Trump really incited a riot to uh, effectively do a coup of the United States when, in fact, the coup had already happened. Here's uh, ABC. Now, it's funny because there's a new uh, ABC Ipsos poll says that 58% of Trump uh, say Trump bears responsibility for the riot and he should be charged criminally, 68%. Really? Really? Then why are so few watching the hearings? The poll also shows that most Americans are not paying close attention. Why, why if 6 in 10 Americans want J Donald Trump to go to jail for his role in uh, January 6th, why does nobody give a rat's behind about watching this, uh, this hearing? Only 9% paying close attention, so is it breaking through? I, I think people don't see it as anything new. There's Jonathan's book, there was an impeachment hearing. You That's uh, Heidi Heitkamp. She is a Democrat, former North Dakota senator. No, okay, we've, we've been there, we've done this. Okay, hold the on, hold on. Thing. Hold on. There's she... Jonathan's book, there hold was an, it's again, anything new. There's Jonathan's book. There's nothing new. There's nothing. So how could six in ten Americans say that Trump should be charged with a crime for his role in the January 6th riot when nobody cares and this ex-senator says we haven't discovered anything new? Weird. Maybe it's just because it's a bunch of crap. Do you ever think about that? Maybe the January 6th hearing is a bunch of crap. I think it goes without saying, if you just look at who makes up the, uh, the, the hearing and, and the people on the hearing board and the, and the Republicans on it all voted for Trump's impeachment, this is a Stalin-esque show trial. That's what it is. And despite uh, you know, that uh, ABC was able to get with Ipsos and, and create a poll that says 60% of us believe that uh, Donald Trump should be charged with a crime, maybe they're just making up numbers. Do you ever think about that? I kind of think that. And here's Adam Schiff this weekend. Now, in case you didn't know, Adam Schiff, is a, uh, he's a Pez dispenser. He's a human Pez dispenser, got a really big head, really skinny body, and if you tilt his head back, uh, just stuff just starts spewing out. It's not like uh, candy with the Pez dispenser. He spews out stupid crap, like uh, there was Russia collusion with Donald Trump in the 2016 election, which he said I constantly, we've got evidence, we've got evidence, we've got evidence that Trump colluded. It turned out it was a giant lie, bought and paid for by, literally, by Hillary Clinton. And the Democrat Party. Here's the human Pez dispenser this weekend saying that uh, he has evidence, absolute evidence, that jo Donald Trump fomented the riot, supposedly, on January the 6th. The will include evidence about Trump electors in battleground states who submitted fake electoral college ballots, even though Trump lost these states that we're talking about. We have already heard that campaign officials... Trump campaign officials. Oh, so he's saying the Trump electors tried to cast fake electoral ballots, of course, bypassing all of the real ballots that were planted for Joe Biden the day after the election, right after uh, five battleground states stopped counting votes at the same time. One in Atlanta, they said there was a, uh, a water main break. It was all proven to be a lie as they brought in enough votes for Joe Biden to win. ...were involved in that. Do you have evidence that the former president himself was involved? Uh, yes, we'll show evidence of the president's involvement. Same thing he said for about three years about uh, Russia collusion with Donald Trump, and that was a gigantic lie. Uh, in this scheme, 
Uh, we'll also, again, uh, show evidence uh, about what his own lawyers uh, came to think about this scheme. Um, and we'll show courageous state officials who stood... Courageous state officials who probably were threatened with inch, an inch of their life by the federal government to say what they wanted to hear. Up, uh, ...and said they wouldn't go along with this uh, plan to either call legislatures back into session or decertify the results for Joe Biden. Uh, the system held because a lot of uh, state and local elections officials uh, changed the uh, laws for elections, like in Pennsylvania, up to a week before the election. Upheld their oath to their constitution. A lot of them were No, they pretty much whizzed on their, uh, their constitutions. Republicans, uh, as well as Democrats. Just to be clear, you said you have evidence that the then president was involved in putting a fake slate of electors out there. Do you... Do you have evidence that he directed it? Um, you know, I don't want to get ahead of our hearing. We'll In other words, you don't have evidence. You're lying just like you lied before. We'll show during a hearing what the president's role was in trying to get states. God, you're so full of crap. He's not a collectible uh, Pez, Pez dispenser. The Adam Schiff Pez dispenser, you would not want to have. You want to get Luke Skywalker and, and all of those, maybe some cartoon characters. Do those. But uh, this guy as a Pez dispenser is worthless. Absolutely uh, worthless. But they're, uh, they're coming back. This week, another uh, week of hearings. Now, the first the, the week ago Thursday, 20 million people over all of the networks uh, watched. The, the, the left in this country said that was a triumph, although all of the networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, had lower ratings than they do normally during that time period. Okay, so uh, I'm trying to think Dancing with the Stars or The, uh, the Masked Singer. Uh, they got better ratings than the hearings. So we had that. And then, and then they had one on uh, uh, Monday of last week, and only 10 million people watched. And then they were supposed to have one on Wednesday, but the ratings were so terrible that they canceled it and did it on Thursday. And then Thursday rolled around, and we haven't heard anything about the ratings because nobody watched. So there. All of the while, by the way, more Americans are eating out less and are restrained from taking vacations because of what Biden has done to their incomes. Didn't stop Joe Biden from going to Rehoboth over the weekend to the beach and falling off his bike. Yeah, uh, Trump, uh, President Trump's former campaign advisor reported this week uh, real inflation is up about 25% in many parts of the country. When you add up everything, real inflation about 25%. And I'll tell you, if you can get a steak for 25% over, it was, over what it was two years ago, then I'd buy that steak because where I've seen it's about twice as much. Farm Bureau official just described the food situation in America as teetering on the edge. Farmers disproportionately rely on diesel to fuel their tractors and other heavy machinery used to plant and harvest crops, burning up to thousands of gallons a month, depending on the size of their operation. And here's Frank Luntz. Frank Luntz is a, uh, a pollster, has lost a great deal of credibility. He can kind of jump the shark a while back because he kind of exposed himself as a, a shell for the Democrat Party. But there's no shell in this one. There's no shell in what's happening on the country. And he says that America, it's really going to become real for Americans on July the 4th. I would venture to say it already has, and this will just make it even worse. Here's Frank Luntz. Uh, yes, we are. And the tragedy is that we've tried to explain this to the Biden administration because they're the ones that need to know, and they've refused the presentation. So on your show, I'm going to tell you what I would have told them if they had only listened. We are 13 days away from an absolute explosion on inflation. There are three holidays, there are three moments when now Americans this guy, take to the roads 
Hold on, hold on, Frank. So this makes it sound a little bit elitist, to be quite honest, because he is making it sound like Americans are just discovering high inflation because of July the 4th coming up here. And that is not the case. That is uh, not the case. Americans, you and I have noticed inflation starting over a year ago with regard to gas prices, right? I mean, you and I noticed gas prices uh, were blowing up a long time ago. So you and I, when we go to the grocery store, it has become increasingly uh, more difficult to you know, buy all the goods and, uh, and things that you normally buy because things are uh, just out of control as far as the expense is concerned. Frank Luntz is saying that everything is going to blow up. Everything's going to get a whole lot worse starting on July the 4th. I would venture to say you already know you already know these things. You already know that uh, that your cost of living, your your ability to be able to afford anything, your ability to go on vacation is already being hindered. And then you uh, look at what's happening in China. I don't know if you saw what happened in China. Apparently, there's a run on banks in China. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Uh, never have been. If you listen to this show, you know that I am not a uh, conspiracy theorist. But it looks like... I mean, if you look at like Shane from Melbourne, Australia, he said uh, uh, Australia is going to hell in a handbasket because of the same things that are going on in the United States. And now apparently people are reportedly lining up for hours in China to get their money out of banks. Kind of interesting, right? The largest cities of Henan, Shanghai, and Dangdong, Dangdong, are uh, there are three cities where the lines are very long. People standing in liners to receive their money from the bank. Generally, what happens when uh, there's a run on the bank? Um, yeah, I saw uh, It's a Wonderful Life, you know, so I, I know these things. Um, the people go to get the banks, the money in the banks, and the banks don't have the money. And so they want to get their money out of the banks before their money becomes completely worthless, and that's what they're afraid of. Considering what's going on in the world, you know, I could I could understand where maybe this isn't about a conspiracy theory. Maybe it's about holy hell. I wonder how I'm going to feed my family. There's a YouTube channel called Zay Yi Zuo, which I mean, who doesn't watch Zay Yi Shuo? I mean, gosh. Anyway, uh, 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 posted a video stating that on June 17th, many people lined up uh, outside Da Dang. Or dang dong, dang dong. I got my dong, uh, dongs uh, uh, <clears throat> confused there. My dang dongs. Anyway, dang dong bank waiting to withdraw their money. The channel wrote, done. Bank can't withdraw money. There was a run on the bank in dang dong, Leong Ning, and a thunderstorm on the uh, banks of the Hinan village caused panic. So there's a run on the banks in, uh, in China, apparently. Many banks in the mainland China are about to collapse. That's what some people are uh, tweeting about on social media when they're not crushed by the government. That's what they're saying. So a lot of things going on. Uh, coming up, want to uh, get to some of these uh, pro-abortion protests that are going to be happening around the country. Also, I want to get to the, uh, the swimming governing body of the entire world. Female athletics says that men, born biological men, cannot compete with women, something that the rest of us with common sense and who care about women have been saying for a very long time. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
It is Rob Carson show. I, uh, my my uh, producer Ken is just amazing. He's a he's a really cool guy. He's the guy who puts together the podcast, among other things. And he said he says uh, over the weekend he says eating spam for the first time in my entire life. He says I feel like my white trash card should be uh, revoked. Oh no, Ken. No, no, no. You and I, our white trash cards are still uh, 100% acceptable. There's no expiration date on those. But I suggested you should do like the TV commercial. You should, uh, you should, uh, have you seen the Spam TV commercial? For those, and by the way, Spam's high eaten, by the way. It's pretty expensive. Uh, spam, what they do is they dice it up and they throw it in a pan with uh, rice and uh, teriyaki sauce and frozen peas. So you might try that. That's pretty high living there, buddy. That's like double wide living. That's not single wide. That's double double wide. If you can uh, enjoy a little spam, but you know, and, and I laugh, but no, I mean it's ungodly expensive to feed yourself right now. <sighs> but we did have a little victory over the weekend. We did have a little bit of uh, victory over the weekend. Apparently, the uh, FINA, the world's uh, swimming governing body, adopted a new policy to prohibit transgender women from competing in women's races. Caitlyn Jenner, who used to be a dude, transitioned in 2015. And I remember seeing those pictures on the cover of Vanity Fair. Nobody told me that was Bruce Jenner. I was like, damn, that's a very fine-looking woman there in uh, corset. And then my producer at the time told me, that's Bruce Jenner. And I went, well, I was confused. I, I had a little confused. I felt a little... Uh, you know. Anyway, so anyway, Jenner tweeted about this. It worked. I took a lot of heat, but what's fair is fair. Jenner's opinions on the issue have evolved over the years. Now, uh, Jenner is over 70 years old, and I talked to my wife about this the other night. Uh, 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 Caitlyn Jenner, uh, 72 years old, can still drive a golf ball 300 yards. So I think you understand where we come from with a born man competing with women. Uh, that said, for those of you who grew up in the 1970s, maybe early 80s, you'll recall a, a big song. If I can get it to play because my computer's being a little wonky right now. Hold on one second. Well, I may, I may, I may, have, to, I may have to wait. I've got a new uh, parody by my friend Jim Gossett that I want to play uh, that uh, would highlight the, uh, the uh, uh, Bruce Jenner. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Uh, my computer is, is being strange again. I talked to you about it last week. Uh, and, and I honestly, I'm kind of beginning to wonder if somebody's not, like, bleeping with me. Because this computer's literally a year old. And, uh, and I spent a couple thousand dollars on the damn thing uh, to make sure. And now it's just being all sorts of wonky as soon as I go on the air. So you can understand. Anyway, I'll have this, uh, this piece of satire done by Jim Gossett for you when I can get my damned computer to, uh, to run again. It is kind of interesting, though, that um, in 2015, Jen Jenner uh, said at the ESPY Awards, I want to acknowledge as the young trans athlete out there given the chance to play sports as who they really are. Well, since then, we saw Leah Thomas uh, at the University of Pennsylvania curb stomp another other, other women who actually were women. Uh, Leah Thomas was a boy, a man, who was uh, 467th in the country, rated as a college athlete, went to number one when, between his junior and senior year, he decided to become a woman. And the woke crowd said they were absolutely cool with it. So now that the uh, FINA has said this is not fair, and they're going to come up with a category for 
transgendered people to compete, I would like an apology from all of the left in this country who said there was nothing that separated men being born men and trans uh, tra- becoming transgender competing with women uh, and saying that because I felt that it was unfair that I am a transphobe. I would like to have a full-throated apology, uh, you know, with the ap- Adam's apple and everything, <clears throat> a full-throated apology from the left for saying that my belief that someone born a man and competing as a man his entire life and suddenly becoming a woman and curb-stomping women was transphobic. I'd like my apology. Anytime you're ready, you can do it on Twitter. You can do it on the, any of the other uh, uh, social media platforms. All the horrible things that the left said about uh, conservatives in this country and parents who were concerned because their girls were getting killed in, in sports. I mean, not literally, but figuratively. Losing championships and rid of ribbons and, and scholarships and all of that stuff. I'll take that apology anytime you're ready. I'm not holding my breath. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show on this Monday, which is a day off for many because uh, Juneteenth happened yesterday, but uh, it is being celebrated today. Many people getting a day off. And uh, coming up later this hour, Dr. Kelly Ward, the chairman of the Arizona Republican Party, talking about uh, election integrity and all of that stuff, among other things. I had mentioned another victory for common sense. Uh, The left is getting curb stomped in the United States on everything they do because everything they touch turns to crap. And I mentioned that uh, the uh, this FINA, this international organization, uh, which is uh, a governing body for swimming, set up an open category to uh, separate trans athletes because uh, athletes like Leah Thompson uh, became women there after their junior years in college and went on to curb stomp women, cause them to lose uh, scholarships, uh, lose championships, lose medals. And before it went too crazy, the uh, Athena said, we'll just create a separate, uh, a separate category for uh, trans athletes, which I believe I said, oh, I don't know, about a year ago. I said it might be a good idea about a year ago. And my friend Jim Gossett took one of these uh, very big songs of the 1970s, Helen Reddy's I Am Woman, and updated it for 2022. I am woman, not a man, yes, despite this new transgender ban. Don't let the voice oh, fool you. My voice is deep. And, of course, there goes my computer. All right, so I won't be able to play the parody for you. <sighs> okay. I, I apologize for this, guys. Um, uh, I've had an issue with the computer the last couple of days. It was fixed over the weekend. Geek Squad came out, the whole deal, and, uh, and today it's doing it again. So what we'll do is, uh, if my producer is listening, let's work on getting that new computer today. So let's move on to, uh, to something else. Let's talk about... Um, pro-abortion groups and what they're planning for this summer. And I did a good deal of uh, social media about it this weekend. And there are a lot of people who are um, doing their level best to, I guess. And I, and I think perhaps they do this out of uh, A, radical, just an absolute radical leftism, and B, they have no idea who they're picking on. Because you see, uh, you know, pundits saying, you know, we're on the verge of a civil war and we're on the verge of a whatever. And 
I, I, don't, uh, I don't like talk of a civil war because uh, civil wars are devastating and nearly destroyed our country, and that was, you know, 160 years ago. But there are th- some people who are, uh, you know, fomenting. That when it's more than 100, it was 135, 45, 155 years ago, um, 57. Um, anyway, there are people who are saying, you know, civil war, and this is going to happen. And then you got this uh, Jane's Revenge, which is planning more acts of domestic tourism, uh, terrorism, I should say, uh, with the, uh, the possibility of the Supreme Court's uh, decision on Roe v. Wade being repealed. Now, isn't it interesting that there has been no discovery as to who leaked this? Isn't it interesting? When was the leak? Three months ago? Or three, three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? The leak came from inside the Supreme Court. This should be really, 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 really easy for an FBI that went out and rustled up January 6th insurrectionists a year and a half after it happened. This should be really freaking easy. There's a candidate for, uh, uh, for office in Pennsylvania for Senate, Republican. And a year and a half after the supposed insurrection, the FBI went to his house as he was going on vacation. And yet, three weeks later, somebody intentionally uh, released this opinion, presumably by uh, one of the uh, conservative justices, that Roe v. Wade was going to be overturned. Now, why would they do that? I don't know, maybe the same reasons that uh, caused the, fomented the riots in 2020? I'm not saying about an act of racism or an act of, uh, of murder against a, a black man in Minneapolis. I'm just saying the same kind of narrative. The same kind of narrative. And, and rather than, I'm not talking about the, the narrative of the story of what happened, but the narrative from the media and how they treated it. Rather than saying, uh, we should look at this calmly, we should, uh, we should uh, step back and we should peacefully assemble if we disagree. But there are some people who are literally pitching a civil war. I am not. One of the reasons, as I mentioned, I, I don't want to see a civil war happen. And also, the lion's share of the weapons owned by this country are owned by law-abiding citizens who just happen to believe in the Constitution, particularly the Second Amendment of the Constitution. So I don't know if that's a pit bull you want to kick. And, and ultimately, the Second Amendment or the thought of the Second Amendment may, uh, that and also the election coming up in November, may end this madness. Ultimately, it, it will fall apart. Not only is it emotionally or, or intellectually uh, bankrupt, morally bankrupt, but also just the, the threat of A, the American people seeing through the nonsense of the lies and fighting back, and B, you're really messing with people here who the rest of the world won't mess with because they know that the United States, the people of our country are armed. And it's guaranteed by the Second Amendment. That said... Jane's Revenge is throwing a temper tantrum. Uh, Jane's Revenge is most probably a bunch of uh, millennial or um, possibly, certainly, Gen Z snowflakes uh, who have been brainwashed into believing that the only expression uh, that is important as a woman is to have an abortion. Now, it's kind of uh, uh, twisted slightly because now, apparently, as a man, you can get an abortion, right? Isn't that, isn't that the case? 
But um, here, here are some of the uh, excerpts from the manifesto of the group, and they are promising uh, a night of rage when the, uh, the opinion comes down about Roe v. Wade. And I am predicting that they are going to parlay this into a summer of violence like they did before uh, November of 2020, or November of 2019, I should say. Here's uh, something from their manifesto. There is an event that should inspire rage in millions of people who can get pregnant. Notice they didn't say women. Uh, And yet the response thus far has been tepid. We have agonized over this apparent abscess of indignation. Why is it that we are so afraid to unleash hell upon those who are destroying us? Fear of state repression is valid, but this uh, goes deeper than that. Whatever form your fury takes, the first step is feeling it. And I would recommend, and I I have a feeling, what's going to happen is the same thing that happened in... Uh, that summer of 2020, it's 2020, I should say. I said 2019, it was wrong. 2020, and and that is uh, you're going to see uh, places that are disarmed, uh, places that are uh, harbingers, harbingers of leftism, like uh, Uptown in Minneapolis. I used to live in Uptown. That, of course, spread to the entire city of uh, Minneapolis, which effectively burned <clears throat> many areas, you know, millions and millions of dollars of damage, two millions of dollars of damage nationally. Where did BLM and Antifa not go that summer? Where did they go? Where did they not go? Well, they went to inner cities where they can get away with this stuff, where uh, gun control is a way of life, where uh, keeping people from concealed carry is a way of life, where uh, black-on-black crime particularly permeates the city to the tune of uh, 13 times the national average. That's where BLM and Antifa went to burn stuff down. With the exception of there was one place where there was some uh, payback, and that was when Kyle Rittenhouse decided to defend a business owner who asked him for his help to defend his second business. The first one had burned earlier in the day. Kyle Rittenhouse was in Kenosha and took his weapon to defend the gas station and tire-changing place that this man asked him to change. And Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, set upon by the left. And the left thought that their caterwauling and their throwing of urine bottles and whatnot could uh, stop uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. And and one person who didn't know how to use a gun uh, found out that uh, unless you know, don't, unless you know, you know, know how to use a gun, don't, don't flash yours around. You'll get your your shot. The one guy who did have a gun, the leftist, didn't know how to use it, and he got his arm nearly shot off. That said, whatever your form of fury takes, the first step is feeling it. The next step is carrying that anger out into the world and expressing it physically. Consider this your call to action. Now, the answer to where BLM and Black and uh, Antifa did not go during the summer of 2020 is suburban America. They tried it in St. Louis. They went to uh, uh, the neighborhood where the McCluskeys were, the gated community, and they tore down the gate and they marched in. And, and uh, Mr. McCluskey and his wife came out. Uh, Mr. McCluskey had his AR, and Mrs. McCluskey clearly didn't know how to use a, a gun, but she had a handgun, and that's where it happened. But it didn't happen in my hood. Uh, and it didn't happen in your hood. And I have a mixed-race neighborhood, by the way. It doesn't come to the hood because the hood, that's where we are allowed to conceal carry. That's where we are allowed to defend our homes. That's why it didn't happen. That's why it didn't happen. And so this, uh, this manifesto, they say this, uh, 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 on the night the final ruling is issued, this is a warning to you, a specific date we cannot yet predict and we know is arriving imminently, we are asking for courageous hearts to come out after dark. 
Whoever you are and wherever you are, you are at, we are asking for you to do what you can to make your anger known. We have selected a time of 8 p.m. for actions nationwide to begin, but know that this is a general guideline. There may be other considerations involved. The manifesto in concludes to those who work to oppress us, if abortion isn't safe, you aren't either. either. We are everywhere. Well, I'd like to say to try to bring that S to uh, the nation's suburbs. You won't because you'll get, uh, you'll get a little payback. You'll get a little, uh, a little pushback, to say the least. By the way, more than 100 Republicans have signed a letter asking Attorney General Merrick Garland to instruct the Department of Justice to investigate the group in retaliation uh, in attacks uh, on pro-life pregnancy centers across the country as domestic terrorists. We already know that at least 40 acts of domestic terrorism have taken place in the last couple of weeks since the hint of the overturn of Roe v. Wade. There you go. And, by the way, uh, pro-abortion activists in blood-soaked outfits brandished toy dolls outside Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett's Virginia home over the weekend. This shows you how um, serious A.G. Garland and the FBI take this issue. This also says to me they want to heat things up again this summer, just like they did in the summer of 2020. Let's take a break, guys. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's The Rob Carson Show. So Disney's light year flopped in the opening uh, weekend box office. Part of this, I think, is because of Disney going woke. Disney uh, stock prices have dropped uh, pretty dramatically. And and also a part of this is the fact that uh, Tim Allen is no longer the voice of Buzz Lightyear. And they thought they could just pass it off as uh, Tim Allen no longer being uh, the voice. And they put uh, uh, the guy who does the, what is it, Chris, whatever the hell. Uh, he's Captain America. He's a really woke leftist, by the way. So it flopped. It made about $51 million in the U.S. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion came in at $58 million. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise with... Uh, with the new Top Gun, about $200 million. And nothing woke about that movie. So uh, apparently, I didn't know this, uh, Lightyear opened in 4,200 locations, uh, 43 overseas markets. Muslim-majority countries banned it because apparently there's a lesbian kiss in the movie. That probably didn't help. You know. But I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, Tim Allen apparently was asked about attending Trump's inauguration by Jimmy Kimmel in 2017. And uh, he said, you can get beat up if you don't believe what everybody believes. He says, uh, this is like 30s Germany. I don't know what happened. If you're not a part of the group, you know, what we believe is right. I go, well, I might have been a problem. I have a problem with that. I'm a comedian. I like going on both sides, which the left should be completely down with. I literally don't preach anything. What I've done is I've just not joined into, as I call it, the we culture, also called uh, woke culture. I said that. I'm not telling anybody how to live. I don't, I don't like that. Well, he lost his TV show. Uh, it was a last man standing. That went away due to his politic politics, some, some reports say. And then he lost Buzz Lightyear. And now, uh, guess what? 
Buzz Lightyear does a tank at the box office, and they should, because uh, Buzz Lightyear ain't Buzz Lightyear without uh, without Tim Allen. That's all there is to it. Um, let's go to oh, you know what? One thing we didn't cover on Friday: uh, Joe Biden's daughter's diary, and it's been it's you know the the, the FBI apparently raided the home of uh, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe or one of his reporters, because they had a copy of the diary that was not stolen that they attempted to turn into the FBI. But the FBI decided to go after Project Veritas because they had a copy of the diary. Now, I thought this was kind of strange. That uh, Why would the FBI go to someone's home because someone possesses a diary? Now, there are no uh, trade secrets, presumably, in this uh, diary. There's no intrinsic value to this diary. It's not a got to, uh, the out, outside of the diary is not bound in gold leaf or anything like that. It's a, it's a diary. Joe Biden's daughters kept the diary. Yet the President of the United States decided to order the FBI to go after Project Veritas for having the diary, even though they got the diary from someone else. They didn't steal it. They didn't pay for it. And they tried to turn it in. And they didn't even publish the diary. There's a lot of stuff in the diary. So Tucker Carlson on on Fox on Friday said, why would the FBI go after a diary? Why is a diary so ungodly important that the FBI would go after the diary? And it turns out in the diary that his wife, Ashley, or his, his daughter, Ashley, says that she was hypersexualized as a child. And she has a rabid sex addiction as an adult and has been in and out of rehab most of her adult life, which is similar to his son, Hunter, who has not only been in and out of rehab, he's impregnated a stripper, he's been addicted to crack, he has parlayed uh, his dad's position into millions of dollars for the Biden family to buy access to Joe Biden, all of these things. And also, uh, one thing in the diary is that she said that uh, her dad insisted on showering with her, and she was old enough to remember, and she said it was probably inappropriate. Now, I am someone who has been talking about child abuse and uh, the prevention of child abuse my entire life, because I experienced it as a child. And I know the the warning signs of uh, childhood abuse manifested in adults. And uh, people carry it, particularly sexual abuse, their entire lives. But um, this was in the diary, and Tucker brought it up on Friday, and we're hearing crickets now. But uh, Gary in Kingsville, Maryland, would like to talk about it. Gary, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What do you think, my friend? Well, Rob, we uh, were not at all surprised that even though Tucker, I mean, Tucker covered it on Friday. And yet his own network never said a word about it thereafter. So they can't yeah. claim ignorance. They, they yeah. had to know it was out there. They just didn't show it, didn't mm-hmm. talk about it. And this, is, this isn't just a big story because it's the president's daughter. Yeah. This isn't just a big story because this man decided to run for president while two of his children went rehab for various conditions that they suffered from. And he mm-hmm. decided that, that he was in a better position to run for president than, than have a responsibility to take care of his grown children. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a story about the abuse. I am so tired of hearing 
people like Sean Hannity talk about the fact that the great bulk of the IR, of the FBI and police are good people, and, and it's only just a few bad, bad apples that are making things look bad. And I'm just wondering why these, these FBI agents and Secret Service agents that are called to go and invade uh, Project Veritops, Veritas's offices and, and yep. their, 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 their president's home, and, and I think one of the one of the reporters was the first one. I think that they invaded his own. Um, why don't they ever say no? I can't do that. There's no legal predicate for that. I know yeah. you're my boss. I know you're the president, but I can't do that. Yeah, yet, I'm I'm with you 100. percent Gary, story. Gary, I've been saying that for a very long time. I said, why are where are the FBI agents walking in, turning in their badges, and saying I'm done? I'm absolutely done with this. This is wrong. And I mentioned the other day, I said, well, should we just blow up the FBI figuratively and restart? And I was uh, talking, and I'll have to remember who it was, and they said, no, 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 no. No, they just, they need to reform it. But I got to tell you, right now, we are so rotten to the core in every branch of government in Washington, D.C., I don't know who can be trusted and who can't. And this is another fine example. All right, so we're going to take a break. Uh, we will be back in a second. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. It's Rob Carson Joe Monday, and over the weekend, Bill Maher said what I said a few weeks ago, and that is, when did having an opinion become verboten? When did, literally, listen, listen to this, the HHS came up with a disinformation board, and they tried to push it off in a hearing. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, he, he tried to make it say, oh, yeah, yeah, with the disinformation board. And we got somebody in charge. Her name's Nina Jankowitz, and she has no experience, and she's a leftist. But, we, yeah, we got this new disinformation board. It's just to protect you. It's just to protect you against disinformation. Now, what most people don't know, and I do because I started talking this about, oh, no, a year and a half ago. I said disinformatia and a disinformation board is what Joseph Stalin did in 1923 to silence political opposition. And our Democrat Party is so emboldened by the lack of coverage from the press that it actually created the same thing that Stalin did. And it worked. It worked. It worked on big social media. It worked on all of that stuff. And uh, and now Bill Maher says, well, wait a minute. We're, we're entitled to have an opinion, even if it's disinformation, according to the government. And that's what I said. Uh, and, and it kind of surprised me that Dr. Kelly Ward still has a, uh, a social media presence, but she does. And she joins us on the uh, on the phone right now. Uh, Dr. Kelly Ward, chairman, uh, chairwoman, I should say, of the Arizona Republican Party, former uh, Arizona state senator and physician, best-selling author, wrote a book called Justified, the Story of America's Audit, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello and good good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. It's great to be with you. Yeah, and you're right. I, I am very surprised that they have not canceled me yet. And I was a little bit disappointed when I saw the list of all the 20 influencers that they want to go after that I didn't make the list. I was like, how did I not make the list? But, you know, there were a lot of good people on that list, that's for sure. And uh, I don't know. This cancel culture is beyond the pale and you're right it is communism in action right here on american soil let me ask you uh and i've seen some really amazing things coming out of arizona not only because of your efforts but also because of a, a wonderful woman who's running for governor in carrie lake who appears to be no matter what is thrown in her face she is given the media she is giving the left what for uh what do you think about her perspectives about being the next uh, governor 
Well, I think that it, when she's elected, I'm going to say when, and, and her opponents yeah. don't like it when I say that. But if I talk about them, I say when they're elected. But I don't talk about them that much. When she's elected, she will give Ron DeSantis a run for his money as the most conservative, most principled um, conser- you know, governor in this great United States. And I'm looking forward to that day. If you look at the people that Donald Trump has endorsed in Arizona, Terry Lake for governor, Blake Masters for Senate, Abraham Hamaday for attorney general, and Mark Fincham for secretary of state. If just those four people actually get into office, the, the McCain roots that have been deep in Arizona will have been pulled out and caught on fire, and our state will be put back on a path to conservative um, principles and practices and policy like you've never seen before. You know, it's funny. I'm watching uh, Twitter, which is a joke, by the way, uh, and trending is uh, vote blue or we are screwed. They're actually trying to say that uh, uh, having the Democrats who are destroying the country, having them pushed out of power will will screw the country. They're saying things like there's going to be a civil war. They're saying that white supremacy will reign, which is nonsense. White supremacy has always been a lunatic fringe movement in this country, and it has not grown. If anything, it has shrunk uh what are your thoughts about this this nonsense that they're trying to i think it's because they don't feel like they can steal the election they need to act like if if republicans doing the opposite of democrats get voted into uh, power that the country is screwed up what do you think (laughs) they have messed up this country so badly in such a short period of time and even their voters who are many times poorly informed understand that when they go to the gas pump it's joe biden and the democrats who are who who have basically doubled the cost of gas in many places in this country who have made it very difficult for them to find places to live that they can afford um, who have made their grocery bills skyrocket to a point where they're wondering if they can pay some of their bills or if they're going to eat with for their family um the, the people have wised up. They, they understand that this is mm-hmm. Democrats doing this. So mm-hmm. the only tactic they have is to attack Republicans and to try to create more fear into their voters to, to try to squeak this one out. And you mentioned that they can't steal the election. And that's because we are setting up election integrity armies across this nation, certainly here in Arizona, to watch the process in the primary, because there are establishment Republicans that would love to steal the primary, as well as in the general when it counts and we get those really great people in uh, for four, six, or even just two years. Dr. Kelly Ward, I have been hearing this from people around the country, and they are very concerned about the uh, election integrity. Uh, And we've been told that we cannot question the election even though there is gigantic volumes of uh, of evidence including these you know the 2000 mules the fbi uses the same surveillance methods as uh, as uh, dinesh d'souza did with regard to that to arrest uh, january 6th uh, insurrectionists by the way but the big question that i'm getting from people is what can we do to stop what happened in 2020 from happening in 2022 and you've said by what you've said people actively getting out and getting involved is the way we do this and and we don't have in front of us right now because the media wouldn't tell us even if there was but you're saying there is an active movement in the country to secure the election of the midterm of 2022 and that starts with you know volunteering uh what what exactly do you see that is going on and what are you hearing that is going on around the country 
That is exactly true. Here in Arizona, we have a website where people can sign up, azelectionprotection.com. We funnel you to the counties so that they can put you in place to be a poll observer and watch the process, whether it's early voting, whether it's at a vote center, whether it's near a drop box, or if it's watching the actual tabulation as as it's taking place in um, the tabulation center here in, in Maricopa County in particular. Those things are going on all around the country. And I will tell you that the Democrat sheriff in Maricopa County actually put out a statement saying that he was going to prevent those kinds of things, those legal things, the things that we are entitled to do from happening. Now, if the DOJ doesn't focus on him and his intent to intimidate voters, I don't know where they are. Well, I do. I do. They are somewhere very dark related to Joe Biden, um, right up there, not paying attention, being partisan rather than providing justice. Kelly Ward, um, I, uh, the American people have suffered a, a great deal of indignities. Uh, this started with the uh, Keystone XL and the dramatic raise in gas prices that occurred before Vladimir Putin even considered invading uh, Ukraine. Uh, we now discover this weekend that the American people know that that is a lie. We also know that the United States leads the world, leads the world as far as inflation is concerned, despite supply chain issues. So this is all this is all uh, self-inflicted upon us. Um, tell me about the state of the people of Arizona because of the indignities they suffered, not only with regard to, uh, you know, the Afghan pullout to the price of fuel, but also the border. Uh, tell us about the state of the average Arizonan uh, when you add this border fiasco to their lives. Right. Well, we all know that border security is national security and also border security is local security. And just this weekend, we saw an invasion across our border into Yuma, Arizona, into my state, that was just allowed to free flow right into our state and then all over the country. So don't just think that these people are staying right here in Arizona. Some are, but some are going to every single state. And some are being shipped there by the federal government themselves. Um, There is human trafficking happening, child trafficking happening, drug trafficking, weapon trafficking, and the Democrats in control of this government are completing the trafficking loop in many places and many instances where someone arrives at the border and then they shuttle them off to Baltimore or to, uh, you know, Detroit, wherever. Usually they're sending them to actually more conservative places because they want to utilize fake votes in places that have traditionally been red to try to turn them either purple or outright blue. Um, it's affecting every aspect of society, not just here in Arizona, but everywhere. Healthcare, as, as a physician, healthcare is so important. Healthcare, education, our education system is being decimated by people who are not paying in, but expecting huge things out. The judiciary, law enforcement, law enforcement puts their life on the line every single day. Many times here in our state, with people who shouldn't be here in the first place. Some of them are injured. Some of them are even killed. And it is unconscionable to think that the federal government is doing nothing about it. The states can do things to help with this. You saw that Ron DeSantis activated the Florida State Guard, not the National Guard, the State Guard. And he's allowing the people that serve not to be forced to be immunized. I think we should activate the Arizona State Guard. We should put them on the border, and we should stop this invasion immediately. And I will tell you that I think Terry Lake is the only one 
that is talking about this as an invasion and has a plan put in place to stop it. I think Carrie Lake is going to uh, destroy uh, destroy her competition and become the, the governor. I want to mention uh, also, have you been watching <laughs> the January 6th one-sided kangaroo court? Uh, they had uh, 20 no, million. No, I'm not okay. watching, but they're watching me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, ABC says today that uh, 60% of Americans want Donald Trump charged, even though nobody's watching the hearings, which doesn't make any sense. I liken this to an old-fashioned uh, Western uh, hanging in the middle of the uh, the old towny, you know, you've seen a Western a million times where the yep, crowd yep. gathers and, and everybody is convinced that the, the person who's going to get hung is the person who did it. And that's what's happening here. They've got that same kind of uh, mentality going. And, and what do you suppose that the 40% who don't uh, agree with the hanging, uh, what do you suppose the, the people who are doing the hanging, what sort of attention they're going to pay to that? This is uh, presenting a one-sided argument to, uh, to sway the American people. And I got to tell you, even though that is happening, I I do not buy that 60% of the American public want Donald Trump charged, uh, considering the fact that he was uh, declared innocent in a uh, an impeachment regarding the same issue. That's right. And, I mean, ABC is just out and out lying. It is propaganda to forward a Democrat leftist liberal agenda, which is get Donald Trump. And get anybody who supported Donald Trump along the way. If you can step on their head or step on their neck as you try to get Donald Trump, then ABC will cheer you on, as will most of the major news networks. It is, it is, it's sickening. It is sickening. Because there's been actual polling done that show what the American people care about. And they care about border security. They care about election integrity. They care about inflation. They care about their kids being indoctrinated in schools rather than educated. They care about the price of gas. Um, and the media skews that into uh, we need to kill babies up till the time they are born yeah. or maybe after. We need to uh, climate change is going to tr- uh, destroy all of us in uh, less than 12 years now. Right. <laughs> yes, so it's be like yes. nine years. We're going to be gone from this planet. <laughs> yes. Um, it, it, and January 6th. Those are leftist myths that they want to try to force on the people when the people are actually concerned about their real lives. One more question. got about 30 seconds. How are uh, uh, people are people switching from the Democrat Party to the Republican Party in Arizona? They are. In fact, in my county of Mojave County, in the last year, we've registered 3,500 more Republicans wow. and 314 fewer Democrats in that one year period. So, yes, they are coming. They are walking away. And I want to give them a Republican Party that they want to walk away to. I want to save the spine and the soul of the Republican Party that believes in faith, family and freedom and fights for the policies that are good for all Americans, not just Republicans, but for all of us. Well, Dr. Kelly Ward, I appreciate your time. And I keep telling my listeners to hang on. This summer is going to be hell. Uh, the Democrat Party is going to try to recreate the summer of 2020. I absolutely believe that. They're going to use Roe v. Wade, among other things, but I think it is. But we have to hang in there because we are going to win this. I greatly appreciate your time today, and I wish you the very best, and I hope that you will find the time to come on the show again. You can find you all over social media at Kelly Ward AZ, Twitter getter, Facebook, among other places. Dr. Kelly Ward, thank you so much, and let's talk again soon, okay? Thanks, Rob. I look forward to it. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. There's a lot of people that think that this is Republican versus Democrat. It certainly is not just Republican versus Democrat. It is liberty and freedom versus tyranny and authoritarianism. We see it every single day. That is uh, Dr. Kelly Ward. We just had her on the show talking about uh, what's coming for the country. And uh, last week, Myra Flores uh, won a seat in uh, Congress. And uh, she's a Republican and uh, uh, an immigrant from Mexico and the wife of a border agent. And she beat a Democrat, Dan Sanchez. That district has been under Democrat control uh, for 100-plus years. And last week uh, was a gigantic a gigantic awakening for a lot of people. Um, And I'll tell you what did it for me, uh, and I didn't vote for her, but um, I saw her campaign commercial, and her campaign commercial wasn't all about, uh, you know, tax rates and uh, all about what I plan on doing as far as uh, whatever, but it was about what the country, how the country is devolved. Uh, and it featured your family praying at, at a dinner table. It, it featured her family outside at a picnic and everybody had their hands clasped. Uh, they were, you know, sitting, you know, like you do, many people do at Thanksgiving or whatever, or Christmas or whatever. And you, you hold hands and you say a prayer. And, um, and I, I think that that was uh, pretty powerful. And and what Democrats have uh, done with regard to the Hispanic vote is they they've took it for granted, of course. And uh, Democrats have a habit of looking down at groups and calling them, you know, whatever. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Impacted groups or whatever. And and we've seen this manifested in schools where, uh, you know, uh, uh, merit systems gotten gotten rid of because they'd rather focus on uh, making sure that everybody's representative, blah, 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 blah. And, and I have no problem with everybody being representative. But if you, if you take people who are excellent and you exclude them from the running because they're not the same color, like the Supreme Court most recently, um, then, 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 you know, we're going to be in all sorts of hurt. This ad by this candidate in Texas, to me, said everything you need to know about what's important in life, and that is family, uh, that is family values, that is weathering this storm. I think it's also weathering this storm and then coming through on the other side, defeating the people who got us into this storm in the first place. And I think that's very powerful. And so what the left is going to offer you all summer long is a storm is fear. Uh, they're going to burn. They're going to loot. They're going to pillage. They're going to scream. They're going to caterwaul. They're going to do their very best to put Donald Trump in jail. They're going to try all of these things. It's going to fall on its face. And ultimately, right now, they're also going to say that the Republicans are trying to steal, etc. Don't get distracted. Focused. what's on important. Keep your eyes on the prize. Feed your family. Do your job. Get by because it's going to be rough. It is. But we're going to win. We are going to win. Let's take a break, shall we? Come back, wrap things up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. There's Joe Biden after he fell off his bike, snapping at reporters for asking about economists warning of a recession. Recession's even more likely than ever. 
Not the majority of them aren't saying that. Come on, don't make things up, okay? Now you sound like a Republican politician. I'm joking. That was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. Whenever he says it's a joke, uh, he has to say it's a joke because it's not funny. But all kidding aside, no, I don't think it is. So he's saying that most economists are saying there isn't going to be a recession. I'm saying, dear God in heaven, just talk to people. How about that? How about that? If you get a chance to check me out on social media, uh, get her on, uh, on uh, Truth Social, on Facebook, on Twitter. You'll see the video where I filled up my tank for what used to be $34 when Donald Trump was the president, now $84. Do that. And then tonight, if you get a second, check out the record with Greta von Susteren now on Newsmax, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock on Newsmax. Uh, unlike Fox uh, collaborating with the Biden administration with talking points, I'll get to that story. Uh, Newsmax, don't play that game. So have a glorious day. Uh, God bless you and your family. And until tomorrow, don't catch the soup. See you then.